This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Michelle's gift is helping other people unlock their genius and achieve quantum leaps in their business by guiding them with magic mindsets and strategies. She knows that our systems can be transformed by the talents you possess, bringing about new innovation, creativity, vitality, and beauty, and uplifting humanity as a whole. Rise into your greatness by discovering how with Michelle. Valeria interviews Michelle Parade. She is the co-author of Success with Source. Learn from women who practice vibrational alignment in their business. Michelle Parade is an intuitive guide for conscious leaders, author, and speaker. She is known for your brilliance archetype guides and the cell method, a spiritual philosophy which has helped empower her clients to build businesses that align with their path towards self-actualization. She is a co-author of the international bestseller book, Success with Source. She has 15 plus years of deep expertise in startup marketing and simultaneously is an advanced healer and mindset trainer with certifications in six plus spiritual modalities. Her flagship program, Sell Your Brilliance, takes individuals through higher conscious marketing strategies and activation processes to confidently launch their heart-centered business. Meet Michelle at michelleparade.com. Here's the interview with Michelle Parade. In your own words, who is Michelle Parade? Oh, wow. That is such a profound question. And, and you can really go in so many, so many directions with that. Um, because... Normally, when people ask you, you know, who you are, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is sort of the label that you give yourself in, in the in the world in terms of your occupation, right? Um, and and I currently call myself a holistic business coach, um, but it's uh, you know the the depth of who we are is so so much more you know than than what we do ultimately. And, um, you know, what I, what I aspire to be is someone who is, uh, continuously healing and continuously self-improving. And, um, you know, one of my goals is, is really to get on this path of self-actualization, uh, which I talk about a lot. And, um, it's, it's not about necessarily becoming the perfect 
you know, reflection of ourselves, um, but rather, you know, going through the journey of getting there. Um, that is what makes it really beautiful is, uh, is uh, gaining virtues and gaining beautiful experiences on our way to becoming like God, becoming like a creator that can bring something beautiful into this world. Uh, and so I'm, I'm kind of this constant seeker of perfecting myself without, you know, the, with the knowledge that I, um, you know, may not ever be perfect <laughs> in the, in a sense of, um, and, 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 and non-perfect is perfect. You know, it's kind of interesting in that way too. Uh, but, uh, but to, to really, you know, explore the world, world and the mysteries of it. Um, and in, I'm an ultimate seeker mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the day. So That all sounds really wonderful to me. And so many pieces caught my attention. The first one, which this is a question, open question that I usually ask everyone. How did you get here? How did you get to be and do what are you doing today, Michelle? Mm. Um, Well, I spent, I want to say, the first 29 years of my life um, really in my left brain, um, very much on a typical path of, um, you know, pursuing success from a material perspective, from, um, you know, kind of trying to climb some kind of ladder within an institution um, and gaining some some beautiful skills along the way. Um, but, uh, you know, I had, I guess, what was called the Saturn return <laughs> right at right at 29. Um, and I went straight into a mystery school, found me somehow. <laughs> and I had no, um, I didn't really have much connection with God in general. Um, it, I wasn't in a very religious family. Um, and so, you know, I had cultural values that were um, given to me, you know, my parents are, um, I, I really do think they have the ethics straight. <laughs> um, and so that was passed down to me, but, uh, I really didn't have any experience with source. And, um, at that time I was feeling like there was something missing from the equation. I was started asking myself questions of like, what's the meaning of life and why am I here? Um, and that I was, I wanted something more. And, um, so I had heard about Kabbalah, um, and, you know, somehow ended up in, in this mystery school. So that was really, I went from zero to a hundred, I would say. Yeah, yes. And when I was there, um, I really thought, you know, my brain, my left brain, which was still turned on, was like, I I shouldn't be here because like this is just some weirdos and the information that I'm being given is so against what I was believing at that time. And yet there was like a little voice inside me that was like, no, I should stay here and and you know 
see what they have to say. There was, there was something within me that was still sparked with curiosity, even though I thought it was crazy. <laughs> Uh, and so I stuck with it for, you know, I did a nine month program and, and stayed the course of it. And, um, at the very end of it, I had a real visceral experience of source, um, you know, where it wasn't just a theoretical God, but I, I really actually had an, you know, real experience where I, I can't really quite describe it, but it was a feeling that I felt and, um, it was almost like the whole world was sharper and suddenly I had been elevated. And so I think once you have this type of experience, there's really no going back. Um, and I started down the path of um, learning about different modalities, getting super curious, going down so many different rabbit holes, <laughs> um, some good, some bad, because um Again, the word spiritual can mean so many different things to different people. And I've, I've seen, um, you know, some of the shadow sides of, um, of what's out there as well. And myself have had to <laughs> climb out of and heal from, um, from some of those aspects as well. So it, I've kind of gone down a, a road of, um, trying to d- differentiate, discern, distinguish what is, truly helpful, um, what, what we should do in moderation and, um, what, uh, and what can actually be detrimental to us. Right. Wow. So (laughs) yes, you have learned quite a lot in them. I'm thinking here, I have so many questions now to ask. How do you define spirituality these days, Michelle? Mm. So for me, it's, um, just really simply the connection to source. You know, I think that whatever, um, you know, interpretation or layer that you have on top of that um, can be so individualized. um, But then there are still some principles you can um, take ultimately that are, you know, dots that are connected in every single religion and every single type of spiritual modality. Um, and so, um, I mean, the way I, I see source is more of a, of an energetic, um, nature rather than, you know, like a father figure or something like that. Um, and, um, you know, I do believe in, um, different, uh, realms and different spiritual beings, um, and that there is, uh, a, a kind of a hierarchy, but it's not, it's not like the human hierarchy in within organization. There are different types of beings that serve a different type of purpose. And I've also been able to over time kind of distinguish between those energies. Like there's a, there's a distinct energy of an angel. There's a distinct energy of, um, you know, an, uh, I guess you could call an alien. Um, there's also a distinct energy of, um, you know, negative entities too. And I think that as you develop your um, intuitive gifts and people have different, different clairs, um, but I can like smell them <laughs> as well. Uh, and, uh, and so it's, 
it's interesting, you know, once you open that Pandora's box to, uh-huh, yes. to know kind of there's, mm. there's this array of, um, mm. of intelligence, you know, that we can tap into, um, and that can serve different purposes if we're open to them. And, um, you know, for some of us, uh, we may, um, focus on a certain type of intelligence. Like I know that, you know, obviously some people channel certain types of beings. Um, you know, for me, I've, I've also, you know, dabbled in that a little bit. And and right now I, I really like to simplify it and just, uh, call out to the creator and, and allow for the creator to send whatever, you know, being is, might be necessary to complete, you know, whatever, um, whatever it is that I sought out to do or to want or have. Um, so, you know, I, I think that we are always co-creating with source, whether or not we're, we realize it, but ultimately when we're, when we're thinking, when we're desiring, you know, the universe is always conspiring for us. Um, and so, you know, I, I just see it show up in so many, in so many different, you know, synchronicities and ways. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's sort of how I, how, how I define it. Yes. Uh, wow. What a, an interesting perspective. And of course, I have heard similar description of spirituality being this mm. energy. It's interesting listening to you. I see, I see this realm, the physical realm, being this this dance, this play of source, as you call it. It's almost like everyone that I meet or anything in front of me, like now, has a different vibration to it, a different mm, feeling to it. Yes. So that's how I see. I interview a lot of psychics and mediums and lots of people, intuitives and people who are in direct contact with the, let's say, the subtle world. They call it spiritual, but it's really, I don't see anything not being spiritual in a sense of sources infused and everything embedded. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing separate from source, from God. I noticed that you don't use the word God. You did earlier, but and then you, you replaced it to source again. You went back to source again. Mm. Is that because of, I had the same, I mean, that was my reason not to use the word God. It was because I had been traumatized with all the rules and all the misconceptions. And it didn't feel like freedom to me. So I rebelled against the word God for many years. Is that the reason why you don't use the word God as well, Michelle? Or you have a different reason? Yeah, I, I mean, I use it sort of interchangeably because it depends on sort of the audience. You know, it depends how people like to call it. And so I just just for people to understand the concept of what I'm <laughs> What I'm describing, I, I use it interchangeably, but I do prefer myself um, source, you know, um, because, it, you know, because it doesn't have those attachments that we've created as a society around around what it well, what it might mean. And and in particular, you know, I don't didn't it never really um, made sense to me that we were separate from God. Um, 
And that's, I think, in some religions more than it's so in some than others, but it's like there's always this separation of, um, and, and not just a separation between us and God, but also, you know, between priests. Like it's, it was only like priests could connect with God. Um, and now I know that that's not true, right? All of us can and have that privilege. Um, to connect directly and you don't have to be some kind of saint <laughs> to to do that um, so I think source sort of is a more neutral word yes. overall yeah yeah that yeah that, that really makes sense to me and it has been my experience too a lot of times I choose the word presence too because it's always present so presence is mm. it, it kind of embodies so gives life to that which is life itself, <laughs> existence mm. itself. So I guess, yeah. yeah, I use presence too. Another, so another question that comes to mind is, besides creating and having the sense of freedom to create, to enjoy this, which we call life, what is the most fundamental goal from this connection to source, Michelle? Mm. Well, uh, I think we all are here to learn different things and we are, we are here also to learn how to be like source in terms of creating in the best, best and highest way for ourselves and for humanity as well. Cause you know, you can manifest things that are, that are great for you, but also destructive for, for others is you know how we got to where we are now yes Um, (laughs) but uh but yeah ultimately um each of us have um specific things that we're we're here to learn um you know one of mine (laughs) that I'm still working on is is how to have more fun (laughs) yeah um and you know, because I, I kind of come from a, a family too that just takes things, you know, takes ourselves seriously and takes everything serious. And, uh, and it's like, well, how can you be a little bit more liberated around, um, even making mistakes, you know, or just going through, through life with more levity? Um, you know, and so that's just my personal story but of course you know for others they may really know how to have fun (laughs) (laughs) yes and they and they and they Uh they need to go they need to come back a little bit into the middle where you know there's this interplay of taking action and working hard with you know with the enjoyment of what life has to to offer as well um and so and i and i do think that that is it's everything is this interplay of, um, getting into, um, the middle pillar, you know, there's, there's like a yin and yang to to everything that we do. There's like feminine, masculine, right. There's always all, all, there's all these opposites. Um, and how can we do everything kind of in moderation and this like interplay and interdance between the two opposites to get to where we are ultimately going. Yes. I love that. I love the message of having more fun. 
<laughs> yes. And then, of course, we are different and we, we might have different ways of getting to experience that fun. Mm. One of the things that I think about is, so structures and systems, we need to adapt to them or comply with them. Somehow we have to. But in, in a way that we don't lose ourselves, we don't lose that this, the fun that you speak of that sounds to me like joy, something from the heart, something that it's always there, but for some reason becomes suppressed, mm-hmm. right? By the structures, by the rules, survival especially, and, and everything else. I feel very uncomfortable when I go to, let's say, hospitals. It has been a long time since I, my, when my husband's father died. He was sick. I remember visiting, I think it was about five years ago in New York. And I remember feeling so tight. I knew that in me, there was space, room for not, let's say, laughter. You know, that was not a humorous situation. But for joy still, for this sense of lightness, of playfulness. It was still there, but it couldn't be expressed. Because mm-hmm. everything around me was so stiff. Huh? Yes. I don't know if you get that sense sometimes in some place. You know, too many rules. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, you can't sit down here. You have to stand over here. You can't, you can't go too close to this person because he or she's sick. All those things. Mm. Right? That creates a sense of um, I don't, confinement. And it takes us from that innate feeling of freedom that we all, we all know we are actually, not that we have within us, but that we are. We come from freedom. We are freedom. But somehow we don't feel like, and maybe that's why we rebel too, because we feel, yes. right? We can't express <laughs> that innate freedom. <laughs> so I guess yes. the question is, how do we do, how do you do that? And how do you teach your clients to, you know, enjoy that freedom without of course, in hurting others. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great question. And, you know, I I feel like I used to think that, you know, freedom is kind of being, um, you know, do what you want, be what you want, yes. flow what you want, you know. Mm-hmm. And that has its limitations as well. Um, right. So we do need structure at the end of the day. Mm. Um to in order to direct you know where we're going um and that's again the prince principles of masculine feminine but the you know masculine structure is is the container through which we're going to receive all the abundance and all the beautiful things um so again it's like it there's this fine balance of of needing some kind of organization some kind of systems to move you forward. Um, and then within that structure, maybe there's the freedom to um, adopt things the way that you you desire or want. Um, and so I mean, I teach that, you know, within the within the context of, of business, uh, creating a soul-aligned business. Um, but you know, so so it is it is a deep, profound question of how can you create some like the structures that are actually kind of flexible at the same time, <laughs> you know, um, because I myself found, you know, found myself in environments um, 
you know, organizations, like you said, you know, within hospitals, but, you know, within corporate structures, even startup organizations, you know, um, there is, um, you know, you have to be at, at the office at a certain time and, you know, you have to be quiet between these hours and, um, you know, you can only have lunch during this time oh, <laughs> and, and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, which I rebelled against and I, sure. and I, and I completely <laughs> yes. sort of, um, uh-huh. I, I was one of the first to sort of like work from home several days a week. Mm, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and be- because mainly actually because I knew that my creativity thrived from, from being alone. It was, it's just, it's my design, right. For other people, it might be different. Um, but it's like, how can we design the work environment so that it's unique and and different for each person because people thrive and in different ways. And so how can we support them, you know, as opposed to um, it being like, oh, we're, you know, big brother is watching over you and, oh, <laughs> you know, monitoring your, yeah. your computer to check, you yeah. know, what you're doing, uh-huh. right? Yes, um, instead yeah. of, okay, how can we inspire people to really utilize their gifts and support them in doing the best job that they can do? All right. So it's, um, it's a different mindset because, you know, one comes from, okay, we, we need to control, <laughs> uh, and the other, the other is no, these are autonomous human beings that, um, you know, we can motivate in a different way because we're allowing them to totally be themselves and to be creative in the way that they're here to be creative. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot, lot to be evolved uh, within different uh, organizations, but also just, just the mere factor that, you know, we've created structurally, uh, we've created buildings that are boxes. <laughs> I was I always thought that was interesting because whenever I'm in a uh, a building that has like circles or triangles or something else, I I feel more connected to source. Um, and uh, or or yeah, I feel uplifted, right? And so, but when we're in a box, it's like mm-hmm. figuratively and literally <laughs> like you are placed in a box. <laughs> Um, and so, and, and so I always found that, that to be interesting that those, you know, those things can also confine us without us knowing. <laughs> yes, right. Especially if we are born into it, then we tend not to ask questions, not to question right? Uh, why right. certain things makes us feel the way they do. Yes, flexibility. I love the work you do, though. It's really beautiful. Yeah, that we need more of this awareness in, in this reality, especially in corporations. That would be wonderful. I know that there are some other people that I talk to who are doing th- this, who is um, really involved with corporations, but I don't know how much of a change they are making. Mm. I'm not, yeah, I don't know yet, but it's, it's a start, isn't it? We need to start somewhere. Uh, so is this... the the, the work that you do, I know you offer the program title Sell Your Brilliance. Is that um, the description that you just mentioned now? Is that what the, the program is all about or there is more, Michelle? 
Yeah. So currently I work with founders, although, you know, in the future I do see myself, you know, branching into teams and working with organizations as well. Um, but I am working with people who are um, looking to redesign or reinvent themselves. Um, perhaps they have been successful already in uh, in their jobs or in creating a business, but um, maybe they it didn't turn out exactly like they had thought it would. <laughs> um, and either because they did it for the wrong reasons, um, you know, or it just it just doesn't light them up anymore. Um, and so uh, it's this beautiful intuitive process and I bring in different spiritual tools as well um, to help people really understand what's the next stage of their evolution and how that can be, um, you know, described within a, within a business model um, and what that best business model is, um, you know, not only um, in a way that really enhances the person's natural gifts, right? Like making sure that they're in the right role, um, but also is going to bring in the abundance that, that they de- they desire, right? And the impact and abundance can, can come hand in hand, right? They're not separate things. Um, and so, it's um it's again bringing science and spirituality together um so i'm you know bringing my understanding of business principles although um really trying to create it from a higher conscious level because you know i i have observed um generally ways of selling that i really that really disagrees <laughs> with me uh, with my being, you know, I've been on many, many different sales calls with, um, you know, on the receiving end, um, just to observe, you know, how did, how did this actually make me feel in my body? Like, mm. did this actually traumatize me more? Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> or, yes. or did it, did it uplift me and, and uh-huh. give me some, mm. um, something to think about or take away from, you know, and so, um, so it's actually, in a way, dismantling the the old approaches to to how we market and sell ourselves, but also customizing it to again to that individual and what they're what they're really skilled at, and um, you know, filling in the gaps with with the right team members, of course, to um, yeah, to catapult them in the right direction. So, so yeah, this program is really going from ideation stage to uh to launching uh ultimately after the after the three months um and uh so so i'm super excited it's coming up in august actually is the first iteration i've been working with people one one one-on-one um for the past few years and have just kind of collected all the um all the all the different things that I feel that that they collectively need help with um and bringing in the tools that I've sort of you know gotten over time to facilitate it so it sounds wonderful to me <laughs> I probably said that word before but I, I have to say it again <laughs> use the same word 
It's truly, truly wonderful. And we talked briefly off record about this. How do we get to uncover the sense of purpose, our gifts, this passion, or some people call the heart's longing, the heart's desire? Are they actually all one and the same from your perspective, Michelle? That's one question. And then how do we get to to uncover that? In a sense, the question before we were talking before about how early can we start exploring the, our inner world? Oh, yeah. So, um, no, I, I, as, as we were talking about... Um, you know, I, I wish I wish that this kind of information was given to us when we were children. Um, but um, but I don't. You know, people have callings at different points in their lifetime. You know, um, not everyone is ready for that information. Um, not everyone is ready for for my program either. And I'm I'm pretty you know acutely aware of that because. Um, you know, sometimes there's an energetic process or there's an awareness to begin with that, oh, I'm not in the right place, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're not even thinking of that, um, you're not going to desire something different and seek something different. Um, and so it, you know, it has to come. Um, and unfortunately, that that's how the world works is that it, it does start out with our own struggles because that gives us the contrast to say, okay. And, you know, early on in my career as well, I was put in environments that were just very clearly not for me. You know, my first job was in banking and why did I do it? You know, um, because that's who was recruiting at my school and I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I just, you know, got a job for the experience sake. Um, and it was not a place for a, a <laughs> very imagine. empathetic person <laughs> to be in. Yes. Uh, but, but, you know, I learned through that contrast, you know, what, yeah. what do I desire from the job? And, and every job since then got me closer and closer to what I was looking for. Um, and so, you know, that that kind of catapulted me to, okay, well, maybe I can work within an organization that has purpose um, to then, you know, I have my own individual purpose. So, and, you know, I think we all have our natural evolution that takes place in our own timing. Um, and maybe for, you know, for some people that's that could start at an early age. I mean, I see, I, I'm really bewildered by some very young like advocates who are just you know they're they're 12 or something and they're they're on TikTok talking about you know the environment or political things that need to change you know and so um there is no rhyme and reason there's no age that it starts but um usually you know it's catapulted by some kind of um experience you know, some kind of injustice that you become acutely aware of. Um, and I think it's divinely put in our path, uh, ultimately. It's, it's sort of there as a, uh, you know, a, a little spring <laughs> to, to catapult us to start asking questions. Um, but so, you know, when people are, are starting to ask that questions, that's when we kind of have to have 
the the programs in place, the counselors in place, the um, the resources that people can go to when when they're seeking, you know, no matter at what stage they're at. Um, you know, I happen to be kind of already, you know, with, with people who are, you know, at least starting on the entrepreneurial uh, route, but you know, there needs to be at every at every stage of our development you know, something in place by society to, to help support, to support us to, to thrive ultimately. Yes. Yes. And it seems like now it's a great time, isn't it? We have the internet with all this information there. It's everywhere, actually. Mm. Everywhere. So it's, um, I mean, not just this kind of information, but everything else too that can get us distracted, right? And further from our calling which I have heard mm. that that could happen too. Although I, I try to, let's say, not even believe, but I wish that once we have that calling, then it's something that is unstoppable, cannot be, let's say, blocked. So I, I kind of trust that in a way. And I love the message that when I asked you the question off record and now you said, you say it again, that it's all about readiness. So we need to be ready to see, to seek, to see, to explore our own depth. I remember when I was ready, I thought I was ready, but I wasn't at the time that somebody said to me, there is only God and you are it. You are God. And then I remember having all this, the body was so not in alignment with that truth that was (laughs) trembling. It was just like a not a good experience. Although I was, well, I was in the presence of the truth. So everything Mm. is God. Everything is source. There's only source. As you say, using your word. I use God. I use presence. I use all kinds of words. But isn't that interesting, Michelle? Like even now contemplating this beautiful truth, that there is only God, only source. So that it's just ah, <laughs> amazing, right? Wonderful. That's the word. Oh, what's not wonderful about it? It's just um, ah, everything you look at it, right? It's, it's that's you see source. Yes, but I have to say that there is a little bit of a distinction. Um, and, and something I painfully learned as well, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, I was in a school of thought that really was like, you are God. Um, and sometimes that can, that can play a little bit into the ego as sure. well. Yes, um, that's true. because even though we are a representation of, of God, we are a spark of God. Um, there's still so much sweet don't even understand about about the universe and uh, how it works and in the intricacies of um of you know why we meet someone at a certain point in time or why we had this experience like I mean over time you you start to understand it looking backwards um but um you know there's this there's a sense of having to surrender a little bit to uh, a higher uh, consciousness and, and it, it sort of knowing um, 
in some ways what's best for us. <laughs> and that, that was, a, you know, a painful realization because I, I came from a school of thought was, which was very much about, um, you know, I can manifest anything that I, you know, the manifestation route and we do have free will to, to manifest what we want, but so often, you know, we get it. And then it's like, Oh, that's, I I didn't really quite consider that that's not actually what I want, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah. And and so, um, and so, Mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of humbleness that kind of comes into the process Mm -hmm. of uh, how Mm -hmm. can we be better co-creators with, with source and because source knows sometimes better (laughs) what we want than we, than we do. Yeah. Uh, thank you for saying that. Yes, absolutely. Um, there's, um, it's not clear for so many people that uh, consciousness, or as you call it, the source, God, it's not the same as the mind and the body. It's, um, it's not what the body, the mind is, especially the mind, because a lot of people think that all thoughts they have is coming. Oh, if everything is God, then horrible thoughts that I'm having is coming from God. Although, the idea of God, consciousness, and source, the same thing. It's freedom. So at any given moment, and everyone is exercising that freedom. So just to create. And a lot of times we create, think about like an artist creating just freely, <laughs> really unleashing his, her own creative power. Then it will create all kinds of things. And I think some of the paintings, if, if he's a painter, it will not be that beautiful. It might be a dark one, maybe a black one, black and gray, who knows? That's what I, I, I look at. It's so it sounds like a contradiction or a paradox, but it's <laughs> it, not. <laughs> it's just freedom, being freedom, huh? Right? Yeah. But I understand that the mind, right, the more we align with the pure consciousness, then we get to we get the body mind kind of trust that in a way. It's almost like the energies of the body mind, they they surrender to the pure energetic field, which is mm-hmm. completely pure. So there's no really imprints there. There's no judgment about anything. So it's really, and then what I remember when I got to understand this or realize this it was, it's like, gosh, so how do I get to see everything for what is without any judgment, without kind of filtering, you know, with the mind, with all the, the perceptions, the belief systems and the, uh, the experiences I went through? You don't actually. I don't try to do that. I just kind of, the more open I am to whatever it's here, including my own body, mind, the more clear and lighter it become. Because um, something it means like giving, it's almost like pure consciousness is pouring itself. I don't know. I can't yes. explain. Uh, yeah, I can't explain it, but it's incredible. It's, yeah. And then there's an, an alignment at some point. I don't know if that, remains for the rest of our lives. I believe in practice, so I practice every day. So I do meditation. Mm. I do a lot of listening and reading and and exercising and, and really putting this into action when I'm in contact with anybody. It's easier here on a podcast with you, much easier. But then with my husband and my dog and everything else, my family member, members, then it's not as easy. And then becomes mm. the real practice, the real spiritual practice. <laughs> That's the real one. <laughs> it's yeah. easy here <laughs> talking to you. Uh, yes, Michelle, please make uh, a comment about all that. 
No, that's an interesting distinction. I mean, I do (laughs) think that people who, um, like yourself, who are, you know, deep practitioners, or I, I guess I think that's the word, but, you know, um, who are, who are constantly connecting with source. It's, it's, I would say it's much easier to be, you know, channeling directly from there because you're, you know, um, you're used to it. You're doing it on a daily basis, um, versus someone who, you know, maybe they're just starting out. Um, so, you know, that comes with time and then, I think the more embodied you are, then maybe there isn't a distinction anymore mm. between your thoughts mm. and what's really coming from yes. the divine. Yeah. Um, but that yes. takes a lot of work in, in <laughs> yes. terms of uh, releasing all the negative uh, emotions and thoughts and, and conditioning. <laughs> so um, takes, takes time and wisdom for sure to, to get to that place. Um, Right, of clarity, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's it. I love what you said just now. At some point, there's no separation, right? Then you know, ah, everything is God. (laughs) And then including this body, mind, limited, timed (laughs) body, mind. So I know the mind, some say, and I know that it kind of makes sense to me that the mind, fragments of the mind will continue on. Maybe that's what we call the reincarnation, mind continuation. That some people who just coming keep coming back to, um, in a new body, but with the same imprints, like mental imprints, same same tendencies, which is good and bad for people who do a lot of spiritual work, like myself and, and you. It's wonderful to know that that when the body, if we suddenly lose the body, leave lose the body. I don't think about leaving the body because we don't go anywhere. Huh? Yeah. When we just lose the body, then it's the energy is still here and it, it and has been, let's say, preserved. And that energy mm. of that knowledge, the spiritual knowledge that we have acquired, it uh, it moves on to another vessel to do to continue the work. So yes. So I love that I um, idea. Who knows? <laughs> That's I hear that a lot, and it resonates true for some reason. But um, right. Yeah. And I mean, to your point about, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's also a daily practice of, um, you know, coming into contact with, with people that might trigger you or, you know, it might be on a different vibrational level. And for you to, to stay within your uh, anchor, you know, stay within your, yourself and not being pulled and, into different directions or, you know, um, you know, it's just because someone's angry or sad is like abs- absorbing that. No, like, you know, you can still stay within your, your pillar of light. And then that's a constant practice. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I guess that that's a beautiful point. And gosh, Michelle could talk to you forever. We're almost at the end. And I just have so many other notes here. Thanks to to talk to you about, and I could just be here literally for eternity, and that's why I do this. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's a beautiful, another beautiful point. Yes, from my own experience, I remember being around people; they were so disconnected. I mean, I could just feel that that they would do like they engage in gossip, anger. I mean, really actively express those feelings, and and then I remember something in me was kind of resisting to all of that, that 
in the end, I I was almost becoming like them. So I was trying to mimic. (laughs) Yeah, it was like that behavior. I mean, mean, against them. That was using that against them, of course, trying to stop it. But it was making the whole situation much worse. And that's when I had a lot of mystical experiences throughout my entire life. And then I had mystical experiences in the sense of um, feeling that I was being guided to go back into the heart, to go back into what my energies were all about, love and kindness. And then I remember kind of um, almost like debating with them. But how, how can this be? I can't be kind and loving with people who are not. That, that means I'm, I'm, giving, <laughs> I'm giving them the, uh, the, the permission to continue to abuse me and others. So I have Ooh. to do something about it. Yeah. And I remember almost like having a conversation with the, I mean, with the tree or whatever it was that was embodying the, the guidance. But then at that point, I remember the word trust would come up a lot. Um, you need to trust. And then that would calm me down, <laughs> calm the body mind down completely. Mm. And, then, and then, yes, and then something incredible would happen. Like the, the, host, the person would leave my life. <laughs> something right. would just happen. And I'm like, okay, great. I trusted and it happened. Oh, okay. So I'll keep trusting. But then the more I reflect about trust too, I think to myself, who is trusting what? If, if I am coming from pure consciousness, which I, but I don't know what the I is. You see the I, I think that's what it is. The I is pure consciousness, but it doesn't, doesn't need to trust anything because it is trust itself again. So it becomes whatever it is in contact with. So it is already trust. So to that is another, I guess now that's where I'm at, exploring this idea of trust that I am not really to trust. I know love, kindness is already here. So why am I relying on an outside, outside uh, source to give me the message to trust? Why am I not going deeper within or establishing myself in this realization that I am already that. So that's the mm. practice, I guess, now where I'm at. Oh, you just got me going with that, <laughs> with that <laughs> comment you made about <laughs> not trying to. No, I mean, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely a practice, but I, I do think that, um, you know, and something I'm working on too is, you know, how can we still establish some boundaries um, that's in a loving, kind way, <laughs> um, but it's still, you know, expressing like, okay, I, um, you know, this is this is what I'm uncomfortable with, you know, um, and so, you know, sometimes that comes up where, it, you know, if you're if you're triggered, you know, you you set that boundary in the wrong way, and then you just become like 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 that person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so it's yes. this constant, um, <laughs> mm. yeah, evolution of how you can communicate diplomatically uh, to establish more peace, you know, in your life, and um, and to and to still convey, you know, your values without, you know, getting into a fight. <laughs> with yes. Them, so. Yes. Right. Yeah, and even constant. Um, it's a constant thing we're all learning, I think. Yeah, it is, Michelle. That is true. Yeah, it, it has been my experience, right? Boundaries. I got better at it, it seems to me, I guess. It's still not easy, right? I'm, I'm better, but not, it's not easy. So we're almost at the end. I want to mention also the, um, the book that you have 
participated in. That's titled Success with Source, Learn from Women Who Practice Vibrational Alignment in Their Business. So talk to me about this project that you, um, you have, you are the co-author. And the, the chapter that you wrote, I didn't have access to that chapter. So what was it about? I believe it was your story. And I would love for you to read the section or anything else, actually. We talked before, right, about meditation, anything. Sure, I'd love to. Um, so it is a multi-author book um, with 18 other authors. And uh, I I would really say what the golden thread among all of them, even though we have you know vastly different backgrounds, uh, is really this experience of source ultimately and how that led us you know back onto the right path um and so uh yeah i do describe you know not my entire story but starting from when um you know about five years six years back when i started a healing practice um and i didn't really quite know what my specialization was you know i had just certified in different modalities and i just i wanted to to offer it and practice and um so i i started working with many different types of people and it was it ran the gamut um in terms of you know i was working with people on their diseases and then soulmates and then um you know, relationships and, um, you know, over time I, I decided to really pick, you know, a niche within, um, working with entrepreneurs specifically. Um, and I call them light worker entrepreneurs because they are, um, you know, in some way I tend to, I tend to work with people who are conscious, you know, one way or the other, or just starting on that path in any case. Um, so yeah, it was really my journey um, through going through different business models because I couldn't really quite make it work from the abundance piece. And I also think that healers are greatly, um, you know, undervalued and um, may not charge, you know, necessarily their worth. And and I think it ultimately does come down to like, if I were to do this for free, I would. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, because yeah. it's just, <laughs> yes. uh, hmm. it's, it's yeah. something I, you know, I love to do. And it's also coming through me via source. So it's, um, you know, so, so it's, it's different, but um, it's coming back to, you know, valuing ourselves, our skill sets and, and the fact that I was bringing to my clients a lot more than, than the, the healing, you know, what, what kind of came through was, you know, I started working with them on, on their business model and their marketing strategy. And it was just innately because that was a skill set I, I learned over time. Um, and so it's like starting to, you know, put a value on that really. And, um, and figuring out what was the right model for me. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to continue to be an evolution. I've already, um, it's kind of one of the things that's in my astrological chart, which is that I, um, you know, will continue to create multiple different businesses and each one will kind of layer, uh, on top of each other, um, or be the next iteration of the other. <laughs> so, um, but in any case, uh, 
I came to a conclusion um, when I was naming the program Sell Your Brilliance. Um, you know, interestingly, my my niece <laughs> came up to me when she saw the name of that, and she's and um, you know, kids just say what what comes to mind and. She's like, oh, you didn't need to sell your brilliance. You just are. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so right. <laughs> yes, that's it. And, um, <laughs> that's and it. so, you know, she it, yeah. she just, she got it spot on. And, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so really yes. the the word mm-hmm. sell is, is not meant to be um, from the, from an old paradigm of selling. Yes. Um, I've actually broken it out into an acronym. Um so I, I can read that for you here, yes, the yes. cell method. So yes. source, expand, liberate, and light up. Um, and again, this method is all about the new paradigm of sales. Um, and it's not about objection handling or convincing. It's really the inner journey of becoming our best selves or self-actualization. And in, in, in it involves imbuing the qualities of an intuitive and feminine exploration process. So this is the breakdown of cell. Source is developing the relationship with source energy and getting clear insights without any interference patterns. When you use source, you are less likely to create something from the ego or mimic those around you. Expand is about increasing our capacity to hold the vision we sourced because it is often much bigger than our small self would have ever imagined. When you expand your capacity, you're able to receive more gracefully. You are less likely to burn out and you can integrate energetic upgrades. Liberate is releasing all the limiting beliefs, the energetic imprints in our subconscious that deter us and the neuroses from our fields so that we can actually move forward. When you liberate, you are more likely to have the stamina to continue towards your vision. Light up is about implementing strategies that give us more joy, a sense of awe and freedom to increase our vibration and help us attract the resources in alignment with our vision. When you light up, your magnetic field becomes more vibrant, as does your ability to magnetize what you want. So, um, so really you can choose anywhere, you know, within the cell method to begin your journey. So you can start, you know, a process of understanding what brings you more joy and the the light up strategy, or you can, you know, go down the path of liberating and looking at your shadow self and your subconscious, you know, or you can start with, okay, let, let me have this continuous, you know, meditation practice to connect with my higher self. And and oftentimes it's a weaving of all of them together um, and doing, you know, source and liberate together or source and expand together. So there's, there's different methods that you can kind of um, incorporate all, all of the above. So that, um, I mean, I have been saying throughout the interview, but this is, it's really the work of going deeper into the exploration of what we are, not even who we are, which is, to me, is the main reason we are here. So how wonderful again. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being you, for being open. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
it's been such a pleasure. Yeah, it's been beautiful. Wow. Um, so before we say goodbye for today, I know you mentioned, I think it was a meditation, something that you'd like to to read in the end. I'm, I'm not sure if I understood that correctly, but I well, I'll, I'll leave, I, I won't take up, you know, too much more of your time, but for those that want to, you can, you can find the book Success with Source um, on Amazon. And, and yeah, at the end, there's, um, there's a meditation that you can go through um, to, to do, basically, it's, it's an example of a, of a light up strategy that you, you can use. Um, and so, but I, I have also many many resources on on my website whenever whenever you'd like to come find me it's on michelleparad.com um and i have a a brilliance quiz as well so there's like there's 12 archetypes um and it's a it's also a pretty intuitively led quiz so whatever answer you get at the end is is perfect for you <laughs> And uh, it just gives you a little bit of an understanding of, okay, if I can live by my archetype, how would I change the way I, I design my business or the way that I, you know, engage with other people in the world? So, Right. Uh, wow. Yes. I have a note here about the, on the website to have the, the quiz. So I'll have the website link. They'll be on your podcast profile and also the book, the link to uh, the Amazon link to the book will be there as well. Thank you so much again, Michelle, for your beautiful presence, awakened presence in this reality for everything else in between too huh, that could be felt today. It's truly, truly beautiful to meet human beings like yourself. Thank you. And likewise, thank you so much for, for your presence and your, your beautiful questions and the conversation. Thank you. Um, well, this is my sacred space, I call it. <laughs> it's, the, it's the time to have meaningful fun. So before we say goodbye again, I have seen the website again is shellbread.com, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So I have that. Yeah, I wanted to mention that again. Thank you so much, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Michelle Parade and her work, please visit michelleparade.com. more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.